0: Formerly, formerly, formerly straight. Welcome to Formerly Straight. This is Moose.
1: And this is Sloan.
0: And we're ready to talk about queer shit once again.
1: How are you doing? What's new? What's happening?
0: I'm good. Yeah, I just bought so many Halloween decorations. It was great. For your party. For my party. Ooh. Yeah. What are you going to be? Location is secret.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Invite only.
0: Invite only. I don't know what I'm going to be yet. I had some good ideas come come around. I could be Appa.
1: What is that? Oh, from? Avatar, The Last Avatar. Airbender. I've never watched Avatar.
0: Trash. It's so good. I know. I saw that costume in Spirit Halloween, and I was like, ooh, it's 70 doll hairs. That's a lot of doll hairs.
1: It is a lot of dollars. I was
0: Aang last year and spent seventy dollars to be him. Seven. Seven D. Seven D. Yeah. It, it's worth it. It's worth it, but it's a choice. So I'm I'm debating on that or some other options. What's up with you?
1: I made caramel for the first time yesterday. And I was really proud of myself because you have to like melt sugar which is just like a dangerous operation because like, if melted sugar gets on you, no, like it's over for you.
0: What do you, how do you ma- marinate? No, my gosh, um, <laughs> how do you melt <laughs> sugar?
1: So like to make caramel, we're a cooking podcast <laughs> to to, melt, to make caramel, you put sugar, corn syrup, and water In a pot and you keep it on high and then you like just don't touch it and melt it for like 15 minutes and then it becomes like it darkens it comes become like a dark amber and then you put cream and butter in it and then it becomes caramel i don't think i got it hot enough though because it wasn't the consistency that it was in the tiktok video that i saw (laughs) so but it was good it was for zach's my boyfriend It was for his birthday cake and it was delicious
0: hell yeah did you take a video
1: i took a picture a picture yeah
0: need to put that on the story (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah Like this is the caramel we talked about in episode six i was like i'm on cupcake
2: wars
1: cake wars Wars. did you win my presentation definitely was a zero (laughs) um but taste a 10
0: okay strong five strong (laughs) five
1: shall we get into our queer news alert
0: yeah i think we have a few
1: we do I Saw Bros Same Thoughts
0: There were some thoughts in that movie, yeah (laughs) A lot of gay thoughts in there
1: Lots I liked it And it's not a Reflection of the movie that this happened But I did a little bit fall asleep during some parts Because we saw it at 9.30 30 so i don't know if i remember everything
0: homophobic <laughs> it's homophobia.
1: however i liked it what i saw i liked, <laughs> I liked how much it. did you fall asleep i fell asleep during the middle and the, the end so wait I'm, from the
0: middle to the end you didn't know i
1: i <laughs> that would be like half of it exactly no i fell. i fell asleep during like the middle section. And then okay. ag- and then again at the end. You took a little nap. They were on a beach, I think. And that's yeah. when I fell asleep.
0: Sloan, that is such a pivotal part <laughs> of <know>. the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was I that's was really where, trying That's to where fight Billy it. Eichner gets his most sincere and raw.
1: <sighs> yeah. Sorry, Billy Eichner. I fell asleep. I was tired.
0: That's fair. You know, falling asleep during a movie is so easy to do but let's talk about what this movie even is first gay rom-com to be released by a major motion picture studio universal shout out to universal for putting that out shout out to billy eichner i also thought it was really good i thought there were so many jokes that landed Mm -hmm. the theater i was in people were laughing enjoying themselves i was laughing There were some jokes that I feel like went over my head for sure. Cause I just, I'm not old enough. I'm too young and hot (laughs) to get it. (laughs) But the older gays were living. There were some queens in the front and yeah, they were living. But yeah, I thought it was really good. And the, the like humor versus the sincerity and the pop culture references, I thought were good. The main love interest... Aaron. Aaron, kind of boring at times, kind of one note.
1: Yeah, he was a little one note. A
0: little one note and a little tired. Like, I know... It was interesting to see the stereotypes that this rom-com did and didn't lean on. Because rom-coms, that's kind of part of it, is leaning on stereotypes. Yeah. A lot of the iconic rom-coms. I
1: feel like... to like rom coms up until this point that have been released by major studios are straight rom coms and I feel like the tropes that those lean on are like the guy doesn't want to commit to the girl and she has to like convince him. Yeah. Or
0: Or or if it's like a hallmark one, it's like she left to go be successful but now she's returned home someone died someone <laughs> needs help the town is falling apart and
1: my fave is she falls down hits her head forgets everything
0: <laughs> <laughs> not i feel pretty
1: and then there's a new Lindsay lohan oh, um, i can't wait Christmas i think she's evidence. gonna i
0: think she's gonna come back with this one i <laughs> i think she tried <laughs> on it the with poster, the poster
1: on the poster it just says there it's Uh, The poster has Lindsay Lohan And I think his name is Cord Overstreet
0: That sounds right But I I, (laughs) That
1: sounds also like it could be definitely wrong It just says her name They're both on the poster It's just Lindsay Lohan movie no one gives a fuck about
0: Because I think after we saw her try to do Who was it? Like like elizabeth taylor she did that oh Do you yeah remember when she did that that was a minute ago yeah that was a minute ago but that was early in her return
1: and then she had her reality tv show about her bar that Mykonos she owns in greece in greece yeah iconic
0: yeah but she still looked a little on the mend
1: she did she did and this one falls down hits her head <laughs> <and> forgets everything <laughs> and maybe
0: they're onto something with that should we fall down
1: maybe maybe and then enter our rom-com era (laughs) but there was no falling down that happened in bros they did not lean on that no that trope
0: but specifically that character who was kind of boring (laughs) yeah that was full of stereotypes being like a mask guy who also
1: spoilers spoilers we might get into
0: oh yeah go ahead and hang it up if you haven't seen it and you don't want to hear about what happens
1: probably skip the next like five to ten minutes yeah
0: yeah because he yeah so we're getting into it now he was a mask and what didn't know about like the gay things that billy eichner's character knew about
1: because Billy Eichner knows a lot about queer history.
0: Yeah, he literally r- is opening a queer history museum in the movie. Yeah. So he is, and he's like a pioneer in the movie for having done his podcast and writing books on queer history before it was popular. And then once the social shift came and people were discovering what he produced again, he was like becoming famous and iconic in this movie. And the other guy was kind of like the repressed bro who grew up and just became, became and (laughs) turned into like someone who still had hadn't really addressed all the repression that they had endured. And then their high school crush comes up and becomes queer. and Not
1: becomes. Sorry,
0: sorry. sorry yes no keep me keep me correct (laughs) he is able to accept his queerness and comes out yeah and then this Aaron character risks it all with someone who he was actually genuinely connecting with so like there was that stereotype
1: i think there was also the stereotype of i think in straight rom-coms it's like can the guy commit Right, like, can he commit? Can he like stop his player ways and commit to the girl? In this one, they're
0: both struggling with commitment. They're
1: both struggling with commitment, but I thought that the the difference, which also isn't necessarily, actually, I guess this is debatable, isn't necessarily just a something that happens within the queer community, but aaron the love interest wanted to be polyamorous and billy eichner's character did not and i feel like that was kind of that was where they had to go with it to make it like will they won't they will will he get over this is just for the sake of the movie it has nothing to do with what i think about polyamory but like will he get over his polyamorous ways and commit to monogamy? You know what I mean? Like That's a little bit how it felt.
0: I think, I didn't think he, Aaron was polyamorous.
1: Because there was like a point in the movie where he asked oh, Billy yeah. Eichner- like, at the how would you, party. Yes, like how yes. would you feel about like seeing other people while we're also together. Mm-hmm. And Billy Agner I think, was okay with it at first and then was like, just kidding.
0: Yeah, and I think it was because it was his high school crush. Yeah. Because he was like, this is your uh, meathead. Here's your high school crush meathead. It's not giving. Yeah. And then that fourth person. <laughs> <laughs> that That's why I think I asked about polyamory because I don't know if he was like, asking about polyamory, like emotional ties to other people
1: versus just
0: having sex with other people.
1: Well, I think that also just gets into like a whole other conversation of how people define polyamory and whether or not there have to be emotional ties in order for it to be considered polyamorous or if you're just sleeping with other people, if that's considered an open relationship or polyamorous relationship or whatever. Um, but yeah, the thing is is that it did not do well at the box office.
0: True. And Debuted like number four it, or something. It was low.
1: Billy Eichner was mad. He was mad. He was tweeting that the straights did not come out to support. Mm-hmm.
0: And it, so why did he... I think that him making a movie that was supposed to be able to cater to straight audiences as well, negatively... Hurt the performance. I saw a tweet or a headline that was talking about Bros being a movie that was made for everyone, so no one went out to see it. Like trying to make like, like it's for queer people, it's for straight people, it's for everyone. Like that marketing. I don't think the marketing of the movie really even showed what the movie. W- no, I think was it's about. that the
1: marketing. I think the marketing did a huge disservice to the movie. People I think were mad. At least what I was seeing on Twitter is that people are like frustrated with Billy Eichner because they felt like he was shoving the movie down their throat instead of like creating organic buzz About it and trying to market It as a movie for everyone Which I think is really interesting because there is Literally a line in the movie Where he's like meeting with a film Executive trying to make a queer movie Where they're having a Discussion about like make a Queer movie but For straight people Because love is love is love is love And Billy Eichner literally says, no, it's not Like, love is not love is not love Like, our relationships look different Like, how we interact with one another looks different Like, you can't make necessarily a queer love story for straight people Because it's just, our relationships are just, not all of them But they can be different, you know? so i thought it was so funny because i felt like the movie was kind of contradicting like what the marketing was which is it's supposed to be this movie for everyone while the while they're literally talking about how you can't necessarily create mm. a queer movie that's going to appeal to all straight people
0: well i think he made a movie that he wanted to be able to like appeal to everyone but then showed the relationship in a way that wasn't just assimilating into a straight person or a heteronormative idea of like what being in a rom-com is. Mm -hmm. But I think that's such a good point. Like he addresses what I think the producers of the movie maybe wanted him to do at first. And he did his best to make it more authentic, but still be palatable for a straight audience. But I think because he because the marketing was so hard about it being like, it's titled bros and it's with a bro main love interest. Like there's a lot of queer people. It is a, it's a valid queer experience to be a bro and be queer or be gay and just be like, I'm a guy who likes guy things, but I also like guys. Mm-hmm. That's totally valid. I don't think you're gonna get everyone to come out to a movie about that because it's kind of like what's 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 the payoff here like another groundbreaking queer film where the most of the main central cast is white especially the two
1: the two leads that's two a, leads. that's other criticism that i saw is that queer people didn't necessarily want to come out to a movie that was that the two main characters were Cis white men, like where it's kind of like think, we've seen this. Yeah, we've seen
0: this story. Like, yes, you two are actually queer now, and they talked in the movie about queer people playing straight roles and made fun of it, and they shouted out Sylvia Rivera and Marsha P. Johnson, and they did all of those things to like point point in the direction of the actual trailblazers and uh, marginalized. Communities, but again It's just...
1: But it's what I do think That they... I do Think that they did well is that Much of the supporting cast Were people of color Trans people, like All of the people that Billy worked At the museum mm-hmm. Well, not all of them, but Some of them were People of color, trans People yeah.
0: They highlighted Like being bisexual, bi erasure in a comical way that Mm -hmm. wasn't like, it was like, it was funny. But again, they were all the supporting characters. Yeah. Like both the main characters.
1: But I think an interesting thing that I've been thinking about is this is the first queer rom-com that was made by a major studio. Unfortunately, I don't know if a movie highlighting people of color as the, as the leads, as the first queer rom-com would have gotten the green light. You know what I mean? This might have had to be the stepping stone. So like, okay, this movie, the two leads are cis white men not great for representation, but at least it's like the stepping stone to get major studios to green light more queer films that could highlight more diversity. You know what I I mean?
0: I think, yes, I I saw something describing bros as a stumble into opening the door into what is possible out there. And it doesn't have to be perfect it's totally fine for this movie to stumble into whatever it will be in the history of opening doors because that's the point. Like every queer movie doesn't have to be some master like magnum opus of, of queer cinema. It can be like, this is like, there's plenty of straight movies or heteronormative movies that don't do well at the box office no. for a myriad of reasons. Like, I'd There's love gonna to be see the like
1: numbers on the new George Clooney, Julia Roberts rom-com that's coming Ew, out.
0: It looks so lame. But
1: like, I would love to see if that does well. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, but I think the, the unfortunate thing is that because people were maybe frustrated with how it was marketed, don't like Billy Eichner for whatever reason, or were frustrated with the lack of diversity in the lead characters, people didn't show out for it, which might be indicative to the major studios that they're, they don't wanna greenlight more queer films. Like mm-hmm. this, this our first queer rom-com didn't do well, why would we greenlight more films? Which is
0: just a bigger problem, because it's like you, you're gonna base your assumption on the monetary possibilities of an entire group of people based on this one movie mm-hmm. that was created by, I guess, a uh, polarizing individual because some people hate, some people don't. Which I
1: didn't know. I didn't know that people didn't like Billy Eichner that much until the movie did badly. And then everyone was like, oh yeah, I have never liked Billy Eichner. And I'm like, but you know what I mean? like.
0: Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I just knew Billy on the street, and I yeah. was like, "He's funny." Yeah,
1: exactly. That's what so I, thought I was too. So I was lit. I was yeah. lit about
0: it, and the movie is funny. The movie's good. Yeah, the like, ma-
1: I think the marketing just did a disservice, and then people didn't show out yeah. for it, and and
0: definitely straight people didn't show out for it because I think no. to them it was like, why would I go see, like, why is why is like it kind of was pushing it down their throat a and little like bit. And like you're
1: the the straight bros, right? I feel like probably got turned off from it
0: yeah not a movie for like I'm I'm gonna say it like not a movie for for straight bros without a queer friend to make them interested in it like it's not gonna make them want to go see it like I don't want to go watch a football movie for what like I would watch a football movie if there was a a queer lead for sure although
1: remember the titans is fucking great oh my god yeah
0: yeah (laughs) but that's different it's different <laughs> like I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not going to be mad at a f- at a straight bro for not going to watch Bros. No. Unless someone invited them and then they were like no that's gay, <laughs> then I would have a problem. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: But yeah, that's
1: go support queer cinema in in yes, all watch its bros. forms. Major studio, independent, go. And and also support the new Scooby-Doo movie that's coming out. Oh, my God. Uh, that features Velma as a lesbian, and she it has feelings for Coco Diablo. I think it's called Trick or Treat Scooby-Doo.
0: Something like that. It's animated. It is animated. And on the flip side, Mindy Kaling as...
1: Mindy Kaling is starting her own series right. that features a South Asian Velma. Yeah,
0: which is dope. No, Mindy Kaling is Velma. Velma. Yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah. know no, that she she's is, voicing like, Velma. No, she is Velma. I don't think it's going to be animated.
1: Oh, didn't know.
0: Maybe it is animated. Well, <laughs> we have a film expert on the way.
1: Yes, we have a special guest coming up. But. Exciting. Also, I saw that the creator of Scooby-Doo was like, yeah, Velma's always been gay and they've just been pushing the straight agenda onto her. But like, she's always been gay. She was created as a gay character, but then got a boyfriend in like the second-
0: In the live action. Live action. Yeah, she has the boyfriend. She wears the latex orange suit. He doesn't know what to do because (laughs) a lesbian would know what to do. Yeah, a woman loving woman would know what to do. Yep, with that, they would have ate that up.
1: So he didn't know. Shipping Coco Diablo and Velma and Trick or Treat Scooby Doo.
0: And we we have some alerts too, just about queer things happening. So today is Thursday when this comes out. Yep, we're recording it on a Sunday. Nobody asked. And <laughs> <laughs> on Tuesday, which happened two days ago, it will be and it's two days from now. Ugh, love it. <laughs> It will be national coming out day. So if you haven't come out. On October
1: 11th. October 11th. Yes,
0: on Tuesday, October 11th. (laughs) It is national coming out day. So if you want to be formally straight, October 11th is your chance. It's the
1: only day that you can come out. (laughs) (laughs) Then then you have to wait a whole other year.
0: Yeah, we we need to do a post on October 11th. Yes. Yes. And on Sunday, October 16th, which hasn't happened yet. It will be the AIDS Walk LA. And if you're looking for something to do at nine AM on Sunday morning, other than praising the Lord or the devil, whoever, you should come to the AIDS Walk in LA. I'll be there.
1: Yay. I think that sums up our queer news alert.
0: Yeah. So now now we have
1: our main topic, which is part two. The remix. <laughs> <laughs> of our last episode Called No Homo Erotic uh, This will be the remix
0: No Homo Erotic the remix. the remix Featuring
1: <laughs> Featuring my boyfriend Zach Harris Ooh,
2: uh, Welcome welcome Hey sorry guys I hit my head who are you guys No What's happening? <laughs> I, I don't remember no. are, we, are we about to fall in love What's I don't have a name <laughs> I'm nameless Ethereal. Hi, how's it going? I'm Zach. I'm uh I'm I'm currently straight. I'm I'm pushing the straight agenda. I'm sorry. We have (laughs) Zach on today
1: (laughs) to speak as a straight man. A
0: representative.
1: A representative of the straight community. um, who will speak about being homorotic, being masculine.
0: Yes. And do, do you plan to speak on behalf
2: of the entire straight community today? I feel safe saying that I, I do represent all straight people. <laughs> uh, all, all five of us. I, I represent all of us. So. Thank
0: you so much for bringing your voice here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I'm sorry in advance for your audio levels because I'm scared to get too close to the mic. Because I feel like I'm going to blow the levels out. But if I'm too far away, I'm going to be too quiet. No, I, I, my voice is resonant. The uh, closer, the better. Uh, Sloan's, Sloan's my, grandmother is a is a big fan of how loud I am. But I don't know how well it's going <laughs> to translate to this podcast.
1: Also, Zach is the host of another new podcast that's out called The Film Majors.
2: Uh, that's correct. Yeah, we'll uh, we, uh, we'll probably be talking about bros on our next episode as well. And uh, I, I wanted to say a quick little thing about bros. Yes, yes, yeah. So I was uh, I was watching it, and uh, Billy Eichner's character has like his token straight friend, like the married couple. And I was watching that, and I was like, token straight friend. I mean, is that really a thing? <laughs> and I was talking to uh, my co-hosts and my roommate about that, and they were like, Yeah, that's what you are that's what you are to us and i was like oh right yeah no that's me so uh, you know I, I was represented i'll say i was represented in the film bros
0: hell yeah you got to see yourself on screen how did how it did feel it, it never
2: happens like i just <laughs> i feel like there's so few white straight guys on screen that it's just it's nice to see someone represent the community in such a meaningful way so it's it's beautiful
1: the film bros was made for you so yeah
0: Shout out! To, shout out to a bro who saw Bros. Thank
2: you, thank you. I I'm doing my part. I the okay. The one other thing I have to say. I'm sorry. I'm I know that I'm here to talk about homoeroticism in in straight male friendships, but uh,
0: I I would argue there was lots of homoeroticism in Bros. Uh, yeah,
2: no. Was, <laughs> <laughs> all those all those good friends being just a little homoerotic, <laughs> a little playful. Um, no, but I will say that I think the one other thing i'd speak on in terms of the underperformance of bros is uh rom-coms just don't don't get distributed anymore they uh they're really not released by major studios in theaters anymore and they they don't perform well like mid-budget movies are are basically dead and it's sad because i love a rom-com
0: yeah everything's like superhero or just you versus them
2: yes everything is either a like 150 million dollar blockbuster or it's like a horror movie which costs seven dollars to make which i i love that is my favorite but yeah so that's those are my thoughts on bros that's a bro on bros (laughs) thank you
1: thank you for your comments on bros we wanted to do a part two on our last episode because we felt like there were some things that we didn't discuss about homoeroticism and masculinity and we wanted to get a different perspective also as we yeah. can't really we can't I, really I,
0: you know i can speak from previous experience exactly as i used to be a straight bro you know yeah until i transformed and went into my cocoon crystallized and Reemerged as a beautiful. Butterfly. For everyone
1: that's planning to come out on Tuesday, <laughs> that's how you do it. <laughs> yeah,
0: literally start getting your cocoon ready, baby. Monday night, you better get in there.
2: I'm just a nasty little caterpillar crawling around on the ground. Yeah,
0: you're not wishing to change or transform. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but we we thought it would be fun to bring to bring on someone who who can just give a little more color to to those experiences because i remember experiencing the adjacent version of that of homoeroticism like actually doing that but like always feeling removed from it for sure because i was like i know my tea i know my tea but <laughs> no one else knew <laughs> so to not have tea and to do it to to it to engage in homoerotic behavior and, is feel, it and yeah.
1: feel comfortable in your straight sexuality
0: do you know that? is that something that you're doing or is that something that you found out you had done once it was like vocalized as a thing?
2: No, I I think you know that you're doing it when you're doing it. It's not, it's not real subtle. Um, I think that there's kind of two aspects to it. Uh, one, I think is just like, you know, getting to express Intimacy with your friends in a way that's, like, not, you know, typically encouraged in, like, American society. I think the other thing that I find kind of interesting is, like, when you're, as, like, a straight person or a straight guy, not intentionally engaging in homoerotic behavior, but if you're, like, emotionally or physically intimate with your friends, that can still get coded as uh queer in some way and i think that i think that that's you know again due to just you know societal expectations that you're you're not allowed to be intimate with other men as a man uh Mm -hmm. i think that i got thinking about this uh as i've been forcing sloan to watch all the extended editions of the lord of the rings Oh my God. And
1: where I have, we haven't watched the last one yet because it's four 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 and a hours. half hours. Long. It's four 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 and a half.
0: Gandalf. <laughs> That's the right one, right? Uh, yeah, no, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: one of those twin towers. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. It was, it's pretty, pretty rough that they released a movie called the twin towers in the early two thousands. I, I thought, know. yeah, I thought that was in bad taste. Uh. Uh, but i think that like those are like movies where the male relationships are like very tender very warm you know uh you're you're giving your you're giving your buddies a little soft forehead kiss you're telling them you'll follow them anywhere frodo wouldn't have gotten very far without his sam like all of that is you know just intimacy but it's often interpreted as queer which I, I think is fine I think that it's weird when guys get pressed about that like you you shouldn't care if your behavior is being you know interpreted as homoerotic but I think that that's that's a different side to it where like when you're not intentionally playing that up your behavior can still get interpreted that way
1: well it's like similar to what we were talking about last time, the volleyball scene in the first Top Gun movie and how it's not overtly queer, but it's seen as very homoerotic. And when, and we spoke about this last time, but when straight bros are confronted and, and like when they're like, oh, I love the first Top Gun movie. And you're like, well, the volleyball scene is like super homoerotic. And they're like, no, it's not. Like, why the fuck would you say that? No, it's not because, like, maybe they interact with their friends like that and don't want to be seen as interacting in any type of gay, quote unquote, activity. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, two things on that scene. Um, number one, I I think you guys really did kind of hit the nail on the head in your first episode when you said that. Uh, yeah, it's fine to engage in that behavior if you're not also homophobic. Like I, I think that really is the thing is like if you're like acting acting cutesy with your buddies, being like I'm gonna I'm gonna kiss the homies good night and then you're like gay ew, like you're Yeah,
0: you need to be Jack Harlow with it. You need to be like flirting with every male reporter that that comes to you and then have Lil Nas X feature on your song. Like, I mean, Ooh, excuse me. And then feature on Lil Nas X's song. Excellent. Let me get it. Correct. Oh my God. (laughs) Uh,
2: The one other thing that I want to say about that Top Gun scene, which makes it even funnier that, you know, certain dudes who like that movie are like, it's definitely not gay. The second unit director who shot that scene was literally like, I don't, I don't understand how to how to shoot this. I'm just I mean this is basically just a scene from a porno. I'm going to shoot it like it's a gay porno and I'm going to focus on the sweaty male bodies. So like from Fantastic. from the people who <laughs> produced it empirically Top Gun is a gay film.
1: You heard it here first. Yeah. Maybe well actually Top Gun isn't a rom-com. But I was going to It's say like Top an
2: action Gun. movie, right?
1: I've never seen either of Top Guns. Yeah,
2: I don't Top Gun's kind of a rom-com between Maverick and Iceman.
1: I wish I could expand on that further, but I don't (laughs) don't know anything about Top Gun. Uh,
0: I have a a topic that we also talked about last time where men like to be homoerotic to a certain point, and, and then it becomes about dominance and being like, if it came down to it, I would fuck you. And you've seen The Bear, Zach, so this is perfect. I was watching The Bear, haven't finished it, but there's a scene where this repairman who like really wants to work at this at the restaurant, but he doesn't work there yet, is fixing, quote unquote, the toilet. And then there's this extremely aggressive like peak of toxic mascul- masculinity guy who works there who's behind him and he starts pretending to fuck him while he is trying to clean the toilet and he does it repeatedly and then the guy cleaning the toilet is like dude stop trying to fuck me right now and he's like i'll fuck whatever i want and then it becomes this whole thing and they start fighting and it's not only about that but i think it speaks to the homoerotic nature of it being like a play in dominance where it's like i can Adjacently sexually advance on you And it's gonna be fine because we're friends And it's a power dynamic because I'm proving that I could fuck you
2: Yeah, I think that that's that's really astute I think that like Yeah, there can be sort of two Sides of that sort of like homoerotic play Between straight guys Where on the one hand it can be like a we're so comfortable, like there is no show of dominance happening between us, so we're just comfortable engaging in this flirty behavior on like an equal level. But yeah, I think there is also that like aspect of like, yeah, no, if if it came down to it, I'm I'm the top dog, I can I can sexually advance on you, which is uh is weird and troubling. Uh, you know, I gotta Got to pop back into the women's studies class I took. I got to gotta re-audit that.
1: <laughs> but I think that's interesting. I have to stop saying that. I said that last time too. Like if I'm talking about it, I inherently think it's interesting. It's nice
2: to know you think I'm interesting. I appreciate it.
0: Sloan, i feel you i say it's interesting all the time i need to come up with a it, new word because you know what it is it's like it's like we have to be more direct about what we're saying it's interesting what do you want to say what it, is
2: it you listen that's better than the thing that i found myself uh repeating on my podcast which uh i keep finding myself saying that i'm feeling limber and nobody wants to hear that that's not good nobody what, likes that what and what, when are you saying that uh, just like when I'm getting into something, I'm like, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling limber. I'm ready to go. Uh, also, for the record, uh, today I'm not feeling good or limber. It was my birthday party last night. I'm hung over.
1: It's Zach's birthday. Happy birthday, Zach. Happy
2: birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no, I, I did that so that I'd get a birthday wish.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the uh, t- To to go back to what we were, we were saying before about how it's like a show of dominance, I think it's problematic, which I think... Maybe we're all a little bit saying to to be like if it came down to it, I could fuck you because
0: I don't think do that we, everyone's doing I don't No Like I like the point Zach that you bring up, especially being in there, it's it can be you're so comfortable that flirting is just like the male flirting is fun and it's like a display of affection.
1: But when it when it's like a display of dominance and yeah. it's like who is Better, who is more strong whatever who's got the bigger coke it
2: seconds away from saying that
1: (laughs) it maybe i'm reading too much into it but it like borders the line for me of like being like it being like a sexually violating situation
0: most definitely you can there's so
1: you wouldn't catch a man ever saying that to a woman without it being incredibly fucking problematic if it came down to it i could fuck you oh yeah like what
0: yeah which in the bear he didn't say if it came down to it i would fuck you he said i can fuck whatever i want
1: also problematic exactly incredibly so exactly
2: yeah i mean to be fair he also does fire a gun into the air in the middle of the street in the first episode so he's he's got some issues he i do i do kind of love him though he's just a brash aggressive chicago man and there's something there's something kind of beautiful about that
0: there is because you get to see his tender moments it it kind of breaks down the multi like men who exhibit toxic masculinity behavior they can still be multifaceted too, and he had he's he has reasons in the show that you learn that have caused him to be the way he is, just like everyone does. But him shooting the gun into the air was kind of I was I was here for it because I felt like it was called for because they were being ridiculous.
2: Yeah, no, oh my God, what does he say? He's like, listen up, you. Uh, Reddit, 4chan, Snyder cut, limp dick, motherfucker. Yeah, QAnon, Snyder cut, motherfuckers. <laughs> it killed me. Richie is as a fucking great performance. Um, yeah, but he's so, casually homophobic throughout. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, this. Uh, my uh, my friend Jake. He's got family from Chicago, and he's like, yeah, that. Like, I appreciate that he has that sort of like casual learned like you know prejudices that you know pop up because that is kind of true to who that guy is yeah
1: to pivot a little there's also a display of homoeroticism in don't worry darling when harry styles oh, did you see it yes did you not?
0: No, I didn't see. Wait, oh. was, I, was I
2: supposed to see that before today? No, okay. no, no. But it's not. A, your money. It's
1: not a spoiler. Oh, okay. It's no. <laughs>
2: see it if you want to. It's, it's kind of a mess. No,
1: stop. <laughs> this is this is not a spoiler, but. Because it doesn't do anything for the plot But Nick Vile, right? Nick Kroll Oh my god, Nick Vile's a Bachelor contestant <laughs>
2: <laughs> Listen, my uh, my fellow co-host Alexis called him Nick Troll on our first episode So
1: <laughs> Nick Kroll and Harry Styles kiss on the mouth Which mm-hmm. they also did at the Venice Film Festival premiere of the movie They also kissed on the mouth
2: mm-hmm.
1: Which I just... Which also speaks to...
2: Why did they kiss on the mouth? This is a fantastic question. I I don't want to spoil the movie for you. Oh, please go ahead. Okay. Well, <laughs> so essentially... am I? Good? Oh, spoiler alert, spoiler okay, alert. Okay, I'm just going to explain the twist of Don't Worry Darling.
0: <gasps> oh, wait, no. Okay, there we go. That's that. what I'm maybe saying. Maybe not all of that. Let's, okay. Let's put is, it this... part of, is them kissing a part of the big twist?
2: <gasps> no, and I think it runs counter to it. I think it is a confusing moment because let's put it this way these are definitely guys who are very into uh traditional gender roles and In you know the film. yeah yeah no these these characters are like into performing like traditional 1950s masculinity mm-hmm they would not be kissing and it's weird that they do That like, they just like throw it in there
1: especially because of like the way that the rest of the movie progresses it's just like this it's like this it's weird just, like, moment of like pervading. they're just like messing around like they're playing a game like all of the oh. couples are just playing a ah, game and good. then the two of them are just like Mwah! and like
0: you're for like what? you're like it was james dean isn't here like you, you know that like audition Tape or whatever, and he's like talking to whoever some other sexy man was from that time. No, and they were like basically like people knew that they were by James mm. Dean, right?
2: Oh, uh, was it him and uh, Marlon Brando?
0: Yes, sexy man. He, they that like I know that people were still gay or queer back then, they didn't have the words to be intelligible in the same way or the framework, but. They were still like men who enjoyed the company of other men, but it sounds like they did it in a way that made it seem so casual that it was like this would not be happening in the fifties. No,
1: it wouldn't be happening in the fifties, and it also just like wouldn't be happening with the characters themselves and like their
0: like you could the just way tell. that they
1: view the world. It 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 was not giving if it it was not giving like let's we're both men and we're just like gonna casually. Affectionately, but not with any sexual implication, kiss each other on the mouth, and then Harry Styles and Nicole did it again at the Venice Film Festival, like in real life. Yeah, I so think it's giving
0: to, like, PR, it's giving queer baiting. We interwoven into the entire film, and then you bring it to the. Uh, sorry, you yeah. have to
1: watch it though. It's I liked it, I liked it, and I think you would have a lot to say about it. <laughs> I think you'd have a lot to say.
2: I think it's a mess, but I think it's an interesting mess.
1: But the reason I wanted to bring that up is because Harry Styles is not from America; he's from England, y- and in Europe they have different ways that they show masculinity yeah. and kissing is
2: way more common.
1: Yeah, a little, a little three kiss on the cheek moment, a little yeah. Blah, 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 blah.
2: Uh, although I would say, uh, based on the English dudes that I've hung out with, maybe not in England, maybe not in the UK. I think their their version of we learned it from watching you is what I'm saying. UK, their their version of masculinity is probably a little more in line with the US. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I can see that. Oh, I
1: guess
0: it's giving like Frenchmen, Spanishmen, yeah. yeah, and probably not
2: Eastern Europe. Probably not can I tell a story about a really homophobic French guy I met? Of course. Does it involve a baguette? Uh, <laughs> it would have been a lot more charming if it did. <laughs> no, there was a night where me and like four of my guy friends, this was at the end of high school, were all hanging out on a soccer field at the University of Oregon. And these two drunk dudes, one of whom was French, showed up. And the French dude saw my friend Mitch, who was wearing a pink shirt. He's like Yes, Mitch. Yeah, he's like, Oh, you wearing you wearing a pink shirt, what are you what are you gay? What are you you know, F slur? And Mitch, who is not gay, was like, Yeah? And this dude's like, You're fucking gay? You're fucking and he starts getting in Mitch's face and he oh, starts God. like that's scary. Yeah, no, he like literally was like kicking near Mitch and Mitch was like <laughs> All right, man. Never back down once. We we came very close to getting into a fight with this French man, but uh Yeah, I thought I don't know. I think that's a real good example of like how how little room there is to express yourself Mm -hmm. in you know like traditional masculinity. Like you've got you've got drunk motherfuckers swinging on you if you're wearing a fucking pink shirt, you know. Yeah, no, that's
0: that's such a great example of how you can literally do nothing and then cause someone to want you to be physically harmed or dead or not have rights. Like, and also how you don't even have to actually be whatever it is that someone else thinks you're representing. You just have to represent it to them. That's insane. The, the fear that I felt in my memory when you brought up that story of like the Frenchman, actually it just like really re- like how you can be in like a straight space too. Like if you go to a straight bar and depending on your level of queerness, like the attack that you could experience, it doesn't always get that physical. Right. But like, yeah, that was crazy.
2: Yeah. this also, I just, I had a memory of uh, another time that French people were homophobic to me. (laughs) Um, When I was in, when I was in middle school, you know, I, I, my older sibling is queer and, uh, I, you know, I was, like, playing around with, like, gender expression, and I I wore a dress to school one day, and these French kids who were, like, foreign exchange students were just, like, ripping on me in the back of this classroom, and then my math teacher, like, screamed at them, uh, Sorry, I I don't mean to make this an anti-France podcast, but also (laughs) I I was informed that a lot of your guys' listeners are in the UK, so they'll probably like that.
1: Uh, Yeah, 7% of our listeners are in the UK.
2: I So,
0: (laughs) yeah, what's up? My last name is Hastings, so we used to be battling out there (laughs) in 1100. Yeah, UK, y'all are pretty (laughs) horrible. uk i said y'all are pretty horrible i'm sorry y'all are great <laughs> but you're actually kind of horrible as well <laughs>
2: <laughs> i'm i'm sorry that i just tanked your guys as a uk listenership i apologize we're for gonna that. cut
0: that part out because <laughs> we're not gonna get sponsorship attacking the uk
1: no we're not but zach i'd love to hear more about like your experience being a straight man and being homoerotic with your friends and how you feel if you feel like from a personal standpoint if that is showing affection if it's just like being fun and funny it like what 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 is it all about i don't,
0: I don't want to take over your question but i want to add an addendum to yes. be like it sounds like zach has you know like experienced you know people doing flirting homoerotic behavior just because they're friends right Mm -hmm. have you ever personally experienced the dominance aspect of it
2: like do you have a personal memory with that yeah i played college sports um (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean i think that i don't want to throw my ultimate team under the bus because they're lovely guys uh but i mean i think that like you know sexuality as dominance thing Definitely comes up in that setting. I'm I'm sure I've done it. I have seen it occur, uh, and like yeah, it's it's a weird thing that guys do. And you know, I'm I'm just starting therapy, so I'll I'll need to I'll need to unpack that in my my next therapy session. Although you know, my therapist said I'm doing good, so. Yeah, uh, go me. Um, we need a but, sound effects <laughs> thing. Um, but yeah, no, I I definitely have experienced that like you know brinksmanship of like oh okay well uh, I'm gonna give you a kiss okay well I'm gonna I'm gonna grab your your man boob you know that that sort of thing absolutely occurs not not just on a college sports team but I feel like I most recently in my life that was probably where that was experienced did i totally hijack your question
1: no i don't think so
2: okay do you feel like your question was answered by?
1: What, like and it was a way of showing affection
2: yes no absolutely and i i think that i mean i feel like i'm i feel like my my relationship with my my roommates getting outed here how how mick and i interact with one another because, you know, it is very much like, oh, hey, you going to bed? Hey, can I come? That sort of thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, who's that in the dark? Oh, it's just Mick. You know, he's he's doing what he does. You know, watching me sleep, making sure I'm okay. <laughs> so, yeah. No, I, I think that that is, you know, not really something that I would consider to be about dominance. It's, you know, about affection and you know like yeah joking around with your friends Uh, because I mean I think there is like an aspect of like humor and lightness that is in like any sort of flirting whether it's like playful flirting among like platonic friends or you know like romantic flirting so I don't know if that answered your question either
1: no it didn't
0: do queer people engage in homoerotic behavior and it's just friendly too?
1: I, from a, from a personal place, don't think I do. However, I think that might have to just do with my relationship with sex. Like I I know Mm. not all homoeroticism is based in sex and like sexual behavior, but I think for a long time, like, I felt weird about talking about sex at all. Like, Mm -hmm. my, uh, like, sexual experience or, like, uh, I I was more comfortable, I guess, like, talking with other people about theirs. But, like, whenever it came to me, like, it was just something that, like, made me uncomfortable. So I was never really comfortable just, like, jokingly talking about wanting to... fuck my friends. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Can't relate. Also, I mean, (laughs) I would say in my life, a lot of my, you know, close guy friends, uh, at least down here, who I will playfully flirt with are bi. So, I mean, on that level, I think there is a, yeah, some some queer people in my life do it.
0: I think, yeah, I think, I definitely have experienced that too and been on the same side and so it's like yeah homo being homoerotic doesn't have to be negative or bad but it's just like where is it coming from who are the people involved
1: i think it's like i think a lot like a lot of what we talk about it's incredibly circumstantial
0: true so nuanced it's like
1: to, to just markedly, and I know this isn't what you're saying, but to just like markedly say like, because I, I think something that I have a habit of is just like making, I think sometimes I make just generalizations. So like to just like markedly say like, homoeroticism is bad. No, it's not.
2: That's pretty homophobic of you. <laughs> it's coming from the person who fell asleep during bros on purpose. You're You're getting canceled on this one. Fell asleep on per- Sloane. This is the second episode you yeah, got canceled. Yeah, no. She was like, <laughs> she she looked me in the eyes and she said, "These gay men bore me." And then she fell asleep. She fell right asleep. I cannot believe her.
1: This is an outrage. I did not Exposed. do that. I did not do that. I don't like falling asleep in movies, but sometimes it ha- happens.
0: Uh, on okay, we're gonna take the attention away from you falling asleep in bros. Sloane, I got you. Thank you. I think that it's not, it might not be homoerotic anymore when it's too queer. I'm gonna put it, the focus on gay men, just so it's easier to talk about. Mm -hmm. If two gay men are friends and then like, or maybe they're in a group and you're dancing on each other and maybe like throwing ass on each other or like being sexy together, like, is And there's no sexual desire because you're just friends. I think it's very similar to that, but just expressed in a different way. And there's so much femininity involved in that display of homoeroticism because it's two gay men interacting. So, But then there's also the flip side of like, they could fuck if they wanted to. But so then that's where my question, I think, was really stemming from is a straight, a hetero and a homo. Can they be erotic together? And it like I feel like both parties would have to like have have an understanding with each other.
1: Well, I think that to Zach's point, what he was saying earlier, yes. Yeah. Because some of his friends are queer and yeah.
0: And they do it, and, and it's they not do tea. it,
1: and it's it's not tea because yeah. like there's an understanding within their friendship or relationship that like I'm gonna kiss you on the mouth, but like
2: yes, but no, not in a gay real. way, yeah. but not exposed. in a exposed,
1: <laughs> like not in a but not in a gay way,
2: exposed.
1: But just because like I, I have love for you,
2: yeah,
0: and I think it's like we have to not be like that's gay, and you just don't want to admit it. Like, I have to, I think I need to remind myself of that Mm -hmm. when I think about hetero behavior, homoerotic behavior. You know, just because people are doing homoerotic things doesn't mean that they might low-key want to fuck or or anything like that. No. Like, it's such an important thing to remember because, I don't know, I feel like people can get stuck on it as a way, like, queer and straight always, like, friction and that can be something to latch onto that kind of makes it seem like straight hetero people could be like what's like what's the word that starts which a hypocritical and just yeah
2: yeah and i i think the flip side of that is like you know straight guys need to be less pressed about their behavior being you know read as gay because who who cares like that's not it's not something that is bad so like you shouldn't you shouldn't care if like someone's like oh you're okay like that's that's not an issue and you know i think that you were talking about like you know a feminine aspect to like gay relationships um, or like you know uh relationships between like gay men and i i think that that's I mean, that's where, like, homophobia, like, really stems from in, you know, in my view amongst, like, straight guys or, like, the the fear of being called gay because when someone's calling you gay or, you know, slurring you in that way, they're attacking you for, you know, not performing masculinity. They're attacking you for being too feminine. Like, that's, that's why those French dudes were on me for wearing a dress, like so you know
1: how old were you
2: uh 13
0: fighting for queer rights since he was 13 Uh. (laughs) you looked so sad there
1: yeah because that's such an upsetting picture like you were just trying to wear a dress to school the french boys didn't need to be mean
2: yeah so uh you know fuck france
1: the last thing that i just want to talk about is the bromance i guess and like bromances in films and how if there's like any i don't know if this is like repeating myself but like i feel like because we have a film expert here um talking about how like there was kind of an eff- evolution in films and media of like when the bromance s- became a thing. Cause that wasn't always a thing in film. Superbad
0: is a great example of a bromance.
2: Yes. Yeah. I was, I was literally going to say, I think that like the Judd Apatow comedies of the early 2000s, which can also be fucking hella homophobic 40 year old virgin. What are you doing? Um, those movies really center on like intimate male friendships uh, yeah no I, I I agree that I think that that was like sort of the tipping point in like mainstream film culture that like really popularized that as a trope
1: and kind of made like affection and intimacy more men with between men more. Main, like it is mainstream I guess like the wrong word or made it like okay for men to like accept the fact that like to show love towards their male friends like that that it was okay
2: yeah no I I think that those movies were like genuinely fairly important for like me and my friends in high school you know like having popular movies that like model relationships between men that are like close and affectionate. Uh for example, me and a bunch of my friends all went and saw uh the night before the Seth Rogan Christmas movie. Yeah. That's yeah, about a group of male friends uh who've spent Christmas together every year and, you know, made us all feel very close to one another and we watch it every year.
0: Yeah, I think I think in Superbad they have that really sweet moment at the end. This movie was released in two thousand seven, so if, if you haven't seen it, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and they're like, you know, they've been through the whole movie and they're in bed in sleeping bags together in his room, just being like, I love you, bro. Like, I love you. It's crazy. I just want to scream it from the rooftops. I love you, bro. Like that shows vulnerability and intimacy between two guys and by figures who have gone on to become like staples in like, I think hetero culture, but also just culture in general, like Jonah Hill. um, Fuck, I'm forgetting his name. Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah, Thank you. Great guitarist. Um, And then Seth Rogen too, like they've formulated these movies that have strong male relationships. And, and I think that it's like you can like straight men can see themselves
2: in those characters.
0: And yeah, that's just cool
2: yeah so you know as the representative for the entire straight community don't be scared guys <laughs> be vulnerable kiss your homie good night it's okay
1: <laughs> is there any ways that you'd like to see <laughs> mm, vulnerability yes and more
0: kissing the homies good night
1: <laughs> and affection towards men like how would you like to see that grow
0: oh yes that's a great question
2: um, I mean, I think that it really is just... I, th- I think the main thing that guy, straight guys need to let go of is a fear of being perceived as gay. Because if you're no longer... If you're not seeing that as a negative, then you shouldn't be worried about being coded as gay. Like, back to back to Lord of the Rings, I see... I've seen people on the internet get upset about like why do people always say that Frodo and Sam are gay? Why can't why can't guys just be intimate? And it's like well they can and people can say that their relationship is gay and that's fine. It doesn't take anything away from you. It it doesn't yeah, yeah. or them. Like yeah, you you are allowed to be intimate with your friends and if people think That you are in a homosexual relationship. That's fine. It's okay. Man up.
1: Would you like to see the bromance trope in movies like expand beyond like being a bromance and just like there being more acceptance for... Just like men being vulnerable and affectionate towards each other without it being like labeled as like being like a broy romance thing. Like cause I feel like there's like either like the broy romance or it's a queer film. You know what I mean? Like yeah. and like those are the two ways that men are showing affection towards each other. It's either like you're in a bromance or you're in a homosexual relationship.
2: Yeah, you know, we need we need more Lord of the Rings masculinity in our blockbusters. Like that's not a quote unquote bromance film like it's you know the selling point of it is not oh you're gonna see these two guys who love each other you know but like yeah those should be we should see more relationships between guys in just mainstream movies where you know you're loving on each other cause that's great loving your friends is great I love my friends Mick I love you I'll be home soon
0: I, I think the bromance is normally like two guys right mhm and it would be nice where it was the culture of all of the male relationships beyond i feel like what you're saying just the bromance where it's just like that's just how guys are when they're cool with each other mm-hmm. it's not the two besties only per se in this bromance it's just the culture of the male relation the male friendships is that that's what's going on and i think i'm like trying to think of media you know of late and i feel like is that happening do you think that's happening um
2: yeah i i think that there are more films now than there maybe were in the past where you see like you know close friendships between men and you know men interacting with each other in a way that's not necessarily driven by competition i'm i'm drawing a blank on like examples and that's uh, the night before
0: the night before even like you already said that but that's like a group of of guys that's what i'm trying to get at is that it's
2: a bromance throuple yeah
0: so we we want it to be more than a throuple we want we want group play
2: we want a fellowship
1: (laughs) yes a fellowship
2: a brotherhood, even. A fraternity. Not right. a fraternity. <laughs> oh, shit, sorry.
1: Cool. No. Why are all the lights no. off and I'm
0: repeating everyone's name alphabetically backwards? What's <laughs> happening?
1: <laughs> On that note, the final question I have for you, Zach, is how does it feel to be currently straight?
2: Like right now, I'm I'm pretty sweaty and I didn't get enough sleep. But you know, I got I gay got lo- people I- <laughs> go through that too. <laughs> That's how it's feeling to be currently straight and me. Uh, but you know, I got I got love in my life. Things are good. I'm digging it. Good. I feel like I'm I feel like I'm letting my queer friends down a little bit by being straight. But you know, I it's not a choice. It's not a you choice. You are
1: no, but actually, <laughs> I knew it. But actually I think that's interesting and not to like get into a whole other thing but I think it's interesting when like I feel like straight people almost sometimes feel shame over their sexuality because
0: no they're like I'm sorry I'm not gay like I'm and I'm like it's okay like I'm yeah. sorry too like it sucks <laughs> for you but
1: uh. <laughs> It's okay.
2: I think I'd be more fun. <laughs> I think I think I'd be more interesting as a guy my name's zach harris you could like if you got like a fucking white guy name generator that would come out like number seven (laughs) it's 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 john smith chris somebody and And zach harris yeah Yeah. Yeah. so you know it's uh being being a cis white guy with a with a bland name you know it's it's hard to but you're a zach with a k that's right thank you
1: so it differentiates you from the zacks with an h yeah
2: i don't fucking trust those guys Zach
1: And on that note thank you so much for being A part of the pod Zach You can find all Of Zach's podcast Ventures on their podcast Instagram and Twitter At the film majors It's at
2: film majors pod Uh, And yeah you can find us On uh, a bunch of different streaming Platforms we're on Spotify we're on Amazon Music we're on Apple Podcasts Uh, And yeah, you know, if you want to hear uh, three people hash it out about whatever movies we're uh, feeling like talking about, tune in. Uh, you know, the uh, the couch is our foxhole, popcorn is, am- is our ammunition, and the cinema is our place of worship. And
0: that's, that's our, our time. time.